Hello and welcome to CBS Radio Mystery Theater from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. Did that make it a good war? There's no such thing as a good war. 
But at least some are more tuneful than others. Robbie. Mm, uh-oh. We simply must have a serious talk. Uh-huh. You uh, want me to turn over the stakes? No, I want you to turn off the radio. But they're going to do a whole medley of oldies. I spoke with Dr. Mecklenburg. Ah, you had no right to speak with Mecklenburg. He's my psychiatrist. He's truly alarmed. Well, that's what he gets paid for. What is this sudden headlong retreat into the past? What are you talking about? All you seem to be interested in are old songs, old times. What is there about the present that you find so unbearable? We interrupt to bring you a news bulletin. News bulletin? A trans-Orient Airlines jet has just gone down in the Java Sea as it tried to land at Kinderampong. The plane, which was being brought in by instruments, touched down short of the runway and fell into the water. All 350 passengers and crew are lost. It is believed that a computer error was responsible. We now return to our regular programming. Wait, wait, what else? Well, probably all they have at this time. There has to be more. Robbie. There has to be. Don't you care? Of course I care. I'm sorry. Well, what does that mean, sorry? Robbie, you're not rational. Is it because it's trans-oriental airlines? They're not even people like us, right? They're just a bunch of foreigners. Why bother? What is this sudden hostility toward me, Robbie? This terrible crash. Is it my fault? No. It's mine. Yours? In what way? I caused it. All right. Let's discuss it. No. Let us not discuss it. I am telling you that I... Robert Palmer Baxter and responsible for that thing. I had better call Dr. Mecklenburg. That's your answer? Well, if you do call that quack, tell him to go soak his head. Where are you going? To see Eddie. My brother? What does he know about it? Those chips. Chips? What do you mean by chips? Oh, I knew it. What sort of chip? I'll see you later. I'm coming with you. No. Why not? I got into this thing by myself. I'll get out by myself. Robbie! Are you saying I'm not man enough to get out of it? I don't even know what it is. Oh, that's right. You don't. And for just as long as you don't, you are safe. Safe? From what? From every bad thing that can happen to you. I... I'll see you later. Get into a pair of and dive in. Oh, the water's great. Eddie, I have to talk to you. Hey, Sally, will you? Well, now, I have Enid bring out some drinks. Eddie. And that's the four of us go out to dinner, huh? I found this terrific place. Eddie, this is serious. I know, all right. All right. Oh, but hand me that towel, will you? Eddie, a plane went down. I just heard it on the radio. Who are you talking about? Don't pretend you don't know. Those things. Those, those thing. Robbie, a plane. Where? The Orient, somewhere. Those planes, all planes, they use computers to set the courses in the whatever it is. Robbie, 
It's a million to one shot that it could have been our... Could you say for sure that it wasn't some of the things that we manufacture? Look, let's, let's have a drink, huh? You take everything so seriously. That's because you don't take anything seriously enough. I'm going to the FBI. The FBI? Or the CIA. Well, you can't. Why not? They're government organizations. I'm a citizen. I have information. You mean it. You actually mean it. Yes. Look, we'll be arrested. Maybe. We'll go to jail. Possibly. Even if we don't. There'll be publicity, a trial. Well, probably. We'll have to talk about other people. Definitely. Even if the government lets us off, we could still be in trouble. I know. How can you stand there like that? Monroe! And them! Those people, they... They have friends who... who... I know that, too. No, you don't. They're the ones you read about. The mob, the, the syndicate, the whatever. They wrap people up in concrete and drop them in rivers. The government will protect us. <laughs> For how long? Eddie, I just can't live with this thing. You've got to. The day you told me, the day you explained what they wanted us to do, I knew it could go sour. And things like this could happen. I knew it. Then why did you go along? The money? The money. You've got to live with it. I can't. I'm going to the government. When? Now. You can't. Why not? Because... Because it's Sunday. The FBI isn't some supermarket. I'm sure it's open on Sunday. No, no, no. The, the supermarkets are open on Sunday. It's the FBI that's closed. Well, I'm sure they have an emergency number. Please, Robbie, don't do it. I have to. Well, well wait till tomorrow. Why? Well, maybe things will look better. No. They'll look worse. Just wait. Promise me you'll wait. Right now you're, you're filled with anger and guilt and remorse and the whole thing, but sleep on it. See what you have to lose. It'll look different. Give yourself a chance, huh? How did we ever get into this, Eddie? Two guys like us who sell art books? Why, Eddie? Why? Because we needed money. It was wrong. It has to be made right. Mr. Monroe, I'm sorry I'm calling you at this hour. Yes? I hope you weren't asleep. I'm sure you must have been. Yes. This is Eddie. Eddie Kincaid. Eddie Kincaid. And? My partner. My brother-in-law, Robbie Baxter. We're Kincaid and Baxter, the, the, the fine arts publishers. Continue. We did you that little, uh, uh service? Yes. Well, I think you ought to see Robbie. Robbie Baxter at the office, first thing in the morning. Very well. You see, what he wants to do... Mr. Kincaid, perhaps uh, he had better tell me what he wants to do. But Mr. Baxter, you had no way of knowing these were our chips that were at fault. I know this, Mr. Monroe. I know that I was a party to opening a Pandora's box of troubles that can plague the entire world. Troubles? Any computerized operation, from counting chewing gum slices per package to 
to what happened to that plane yesterday. What's done is done. It has to be undone. Rivers, Mr. Baxter, do not run uphill. We can go round and round with this. I just can't live with it. All of us must live as best we can. My mind's made up. Is there any way I can hope to change it? No. You realize you will have to name names. Mine among them. You got me into this. I? I held a gun to your head. I merely made a suggestion. It was your own greed that got you into it. I will have to, of course, discuss the situation with several of my principals. They may have views of their own on the matter. At any rate, I've taken up enough of your time. Good day. Goodbye, Mr. Monroe. Poor Mr. Baxter. Too ambitious, to be honest. And too timid to be crooked. Yes, yes, indeed, Mr. Kincaid. This is a most delightful eatery indeed. I know you and Robbie talked with each other this morning. Not with each other. We talked at each other. I'm afraid we could not arrive at a meeting of the minds. Oh? Uh, what happens now? What do you think happens now? I, I don't know. What is it you want to happen, Mr. Kincaid? I thought perhaps you could reason with No. You tried to reason with them. And reason failed. So, you called me. Why did you call me? You didn't have to call me. You could have let him go to the police. I couldn't let him go to the police. Then why didn't you stop him? I couldn't stop him. That's why you called me. So that I would stop him. Stopped. Tell me, how do you suppose that'll be done? Uh, I'm... Yes? There has to be some other way. I'm sure you tried to think of it and find it. It was only when you decided there wasn't that you called me at three o'clock in the morning. And we trust you to be discreet and reliable in the future. You can trust me. Can we? Go ahead, Mr. Kincaid. You have before. Convince me. And remember, you are arguing for your life. Unlike most arguments that merely express differences of opinion, this argument will be the ultimate argument. The loser here will not have to give up money or status, but the ultimate possession, which is life itself. I shall return shortly with Act Two. Most 
of us have never been challenged to justify our existence. Under our enlightened form of government, at least, life is a right guaranteed to us all and cannot be arbitrarily taken away. We may have to justify other things, our jobs, our conduct, but these are not the substance of our story. So few of us have ever looked into the eyes of one who has just said, in effect, give me a good reason why I should not kill you. Mr. Monroe, to begin with, I warned you about Robbie's intentions, didn't I? That could be a transient emotion on your part. Transient? I don't know. It's deep. It all goes back a long way. Indeed. The truth? I hate Robbie Baxter. Do you? I've hated him all my life. Have you? Three of us with children together. Me, Robbie, and my sister Sally. They called us the Three Musketeers. Everybody did. Oh, how romantic. But after a while, we weren't three anymore. Because there were two of us. And one of us. While we added up to three, it wasn't the same. She always sided with him. It was always, let's listen to Robbie. Robbie knows best. Do what Robbie says. She was in love with Robbie. And that's why I always hated Robbie. But, uh, you remained close friends. You went into business together. Because I couldn't stand on my own. I was too used to letting Robbie make my decisions. Who wanted to go into the publishing business anyhow? And art books. It was all Robbie's idea. Don't you see how this is working out for me? I want to be free of him. I want him stopped. That's why I called you. I admit it. In other words, you were asking certain friends of mine to pull several of your own chestnuts out of the fire, too. This has a dimension. Since the man is so hateful to you, why don't you stop him yourself? I don't have the resources. Resources? A revolver is a common enough resource. Uh, do, do you have one? Uh, no. We can supply it. Why do I need a revolver? Mr. Kincaid, if you personally stop Mr. Baxter, that will completely convince all my associates that you are fully committed, absolutely discreet, and thoroughly reliable. anything you need today. The price would be $10,000. I, I could raise it. Somehow. But what would that prove? Would that convince my associates of your basic commitment? Please, Mr. Monroe. I just can't do it myself. Keep a high on your friend. We can make a great deal of money together in the future. How long would it take you to raise 10000 Oh, this is a task that must be performed as soon as possible. By tonight. Or no later than tomorrow. We'll advance you the money. You are a friend. Without interest. Oh, a generous friend. There is a condition. Name it. To assure my associates of your fidelity. Afterwards, the revolver 
quite clean will be brought to you. To me? Why? So that you may place your fingerprints on it. But they will be kept in a safe place. No one will ever have to know about it. Just so long as we are assured of your loyalty. But I'm putting my life in your hands. Where do you think it's been for the last year? Oh, come, Mr. Kincaid. This is, it must be, your killing done by proxy, too. But your very own killing. Hello? Mr. Kincaid. Yes? This evening, you will not accept a lift home from Robbie Baxter as usual. Oh. Checking Mr. Baxter's route. He drives south on Boulevard. Stops at Grossmeyer's Bakery. He, he usually does. Thank you. That will be all. Wait! Wait! Eddie? Huh? Uh, yeah? Well, what is it? Well, it's 5.30. Sufficient under the day, the cares thereof. Come on, let's go. Uh, I can't go with you tonight. I I have something to, to finish up. Like what? We agreed. Comes 5.30, we pack it in. Otherwise, you become a slave to this place. I know. I, I just want to... You realize it's the first time in years we're not going home together? What's the matter, Bobby? Listen, maybe you shouldn't... I know you're upset. Don't go home. Why not? Because. Because. I have to get home. I want to put some things together. Things? For the FBI. Tomorrow morning. Please, Robbie. Think about it again. I've thought about it from every angle. Well, why didn't you think before we went through with it? I was wrong. Look, we were in a hole, Eddie. We needed the money or we'd lose the business. So? We saved the business. Yes, but we lost ourselves. Our souls. That's you. That's always been you. Mr. Holier Than Thou. But when the crunch came, you cracked. I'm more than cracked. I fell apart. I have to put myself together again. Are you coming with me, Eddie? Go ahead. But don't say I didn't try to warn you. Don't say I didn't try to help you. Save you. That will be three dollars, Mr. Baxter. <laughs> for such a little cake? Oh, the price is for sugar, for flour, for stratosphere. Oh, wait. Wait, I'll, I'll walk out with you. I'm closing up. So early? Oh, you know what I have to pay for help. I wait every night for you and Mr. Kincaid. And then I get out and go home myself. <laughs> Where is Mr. Kincaid? I guess he's burning the midnight oil. Look. <laughs> Kills more people than bullets. <laughs> well, good night, Mr. Grossmeyer. Good night. And tell Mr. Kincaid I'll have for him his special stolen. Will you look at that idiot barreling down the boulevard? He'll kill himself. Mr. Baxter! Mr. Baxter! Huh? Mr. Baxter!
police were here, Sally. Yeah? I, I told them you couldn't talk to anyone. I'm sorry, I couldn't. But I can now. Well, there's nothing to talk about, really. There isn't. I have crazy people today. Maniacs who go around shooting. Grossmeyer, the baker, was standing there. Luckily, he wasn't hit. Lucky you weren't hit. I wasn't there. But you always rode home with Robbie. And up for Kate. Except this time. Except this one time. Why didn't I go with him? What what kept me at the office? What odd and crazy quirk of fate. Whatever it was, I'm thankful. I could have lost both of you. Oh, you always have me. Sally, are you all right? No. I won't be all right until I've had a chance to cry my heart out. But I can't afford that luxury just yet. Now, I must plan. Plan? For what? For so many things. There's Robbie's killer. He has to be caught. But that was just some random... Even so, we'll find him. Where's Robbie's car? I picked it up at the bakery, and I drove it here. Are the keys in it? Yeah, where are you going? Robbie's killer has to be found. What can I do, Mrs. Baxter? See that I get justice, Lieutenant Robinson. <laughs> justice? We're dealing with a psycho or some thrill-crazed kids. And what are you doing? I suppose you could say we're rounding up the usual suspects. Suppose you need some unusual suspect. What if his murder was deliberately planned? The usual questions. By whom? I don't know. Did he have any enemies? I don't think so. But who stood to gain by his death? No one, really. Hmm? I understand there's a partner. Well, the business isn't all that lucrative. Who would want to kill him? Did he owe money to the sharks? No. Could he have been involved in drugs? No. Mrs. Baxter, we have nothing to go on. Why do you want to see me, Sally? Sit down. At the table. What are all these cards? Be careful. Eddie, don't disturb any of them. What's written on all the cards, Sally? Spread in front of you is a notation of every single known circumstance surrounding Robbie's murder. Like what? Like everything he said or did or reacted to just before he was killed. But what can all that tell us? If we put everything together, Eddie, in the proper sequence and draw the correct inference from every action, we will be led directly to Robbie's killer. Are you willing to help me? Me? Help you? Well, well, sure. Good. I knew I could depend on you. Depend on him to do what? One might with justice claim he had done quite enough already. However, 
He might be good, or shall we say bad, for more. She seems to be a resolute and determined woman, this Sally Baxter. And those are the kind you always have to look out for, especially in Act Three. never know a moment's peace or an hour's rest. On the other hand, others enjoy deep, dreamless nights and days filled with calm relaxation. It may be a matter of attitude or perhaps even metabolism, who can say. But one never really knows to which type one belongs till after one commits the deed. Then, unfortunately, it may be too late. Eddie? I want you to study these cards. All right. For example, what are chips? Chips? What kind of chips? I don't know. Robbie became unhinged when he heard the news of that plane crash near Java. He said he caused it. How? How could he cause a plane crash halfway around the world? That's when he said those chips. I don't have the faintest idea, Sally. Pick up the next card. Read it. I got into this thing by myself. What thing was that? Uh, I don't know. You don't know. All right. Pick up the next card. Read it. As long as you don't know, you're safe. Safe from every bad thing that can happen to you. What bad things, Eddie? What? I have to keep saying, I don't know. He did go to your house. What did you talk about? Uh, no, nothing. You had to talk about something. What did Rob I ever talk about? He was always too smart for me. I was just your kid brother who tagged along. All right. Go home. Get some rest. We'll start again tomorrow. In Mecklenburg, my husband was murdered. Yes, I know. I mean, deliberately. We have so much senseless violence today. I agree. But this was an act of violence that did make sense. Oh, my dear, that is a contradiction in terms. To the killer. But who would want to kill Robbie? Kind, decent Robbie. Kind and decent people are never murdered. Robbie was in trouble. How do you know? You told me. I? You said you were disturbed by the fact that Robbie seemed to be drifting into the past. He was becoming obsessed with his father and the things of yesterday. But would that mean he was in trouble? It could. He was seeking refuge. From what? From some act he had committed. Say six months ago, which is where all this started. Then that might mean he couldn't face the consequences of something that he had done. Yes. And uh, it would have to be something serious. Yes. Something immoral or criminal. Yes. Robbie did something dreadful. What? I couldn't begin to imagine. Obviously. It culminated in the crash of an aircraft with a loss of 350 lives. 
But how do we connect him with such an event? I don't know. But the connection exists. But I wouldn't know where to begin to look. Well, here's what I did. I made up all these cards. Everything that was bothering Robbie the past six months up to the day before he was killed. I see. Here is the news announcement that started him going. Ah, uh, all right. It tells about the crash, where and how it happened, who was involved, even why. It's ascribed to computer failure. What do you want me to do? Go through every single word and every one of these cards. See what you can put together. Look for clues to meaning. I've tried it, but I'm at the end of my rope. I can't get anywhere. If Robbie were in the computer business, I could assume he sold that airline a faulty one. And that would explain everything. But Robbie had nothing to do with computers. I know, I know. Please, Dr. Mecklenburg, go through all these cards. See what they say to you. Miss Davis, the figures you left on my desk are the latest inventory figures? Thank you. Hey, what are you doing here? That's Robbie's desk. He's not using it anymore. Look, I can take care of things in the office. I know, Eddie, dear. Don't say, I know, Eddie, dear, to me, as if I was still a kid. Eddie, this is our inventory, isn't it? Oh, sure. I took it myself. How did you take it? <laughs> what do you mean, how? Well, did you go into the warehouse and count every piece? Hey, that would be a career. But it's the only way to do it. You mean it's the old-fashioned way that Robbie used to do. Now, look, I just do random checks. It all averages out. And the whole thing takes five minutes instead of two days. But you can't arrive at any... All right, we'll let it go for now. Eddie, about six months ago, hmm. what happened to Robbie? What do you mean? A change came over Robbie. I, I didn't notice. I found this voucher. It goes back about seven months. This is a very large order. Oh, that one? Oh, it sure was, I want to tell you. It put us on our feet. A hundred thousand dollars. And a net profit of thirty grand. Oh, did that come in handy? One thousand copies of the history of Renaissance art at one hundred dollars each. Oh, I probably never move those doors. It shows you that there's a lid for every pot. Far East importers. Who are they? Well, they sign the check. They see a terrific market for Western art out that way now. A thousand copies. Oh, that was just the first order. There was another thousand two months later. And the end is nowhere in sight. Who developed this client? I did. And maybe you'll be willing to give me some credit for things around here after all. as I could, Doctor. Do you have news? I have been trying to connect things from those cards. I have found two words that go together. Yes? Computer and chips. Computer and chips. The news announcer said the accident was due to computer failure. So, he had that word. Mm -hmm. Arby was muttering about chips before he rushed off. What about... Chips. Well, chips 
can be the silicone chips on which many computer circuits are printed. Some of them, which control the, the most complex of operations, can be the size of your fingernail or even the head of a pin, if, if not smaller. Chips, yes, sir. That's what he seemed angry about, chips. Yes, but once again, this refers to a computer operation. And Robbie had nothing to do with that sort of activity. Eddie, in going over all the events that led up to Robbie's death, there's one point. Yes? Why weren't you with him that night? What night? You two would drive home together every night. Why weren't you with him? I, I had to stay in the office. Why? To, to take inventory. Inventory. So I told him uh, I'd be too long and he needn't wait. But you told me you could do inventory in five minutes. Well, <laughs> well that was an exaggeration. Who are Far East importers? Far East importers? Uh, well, they're the ones who bought the books from us. But I can't find them in the directory. They're not listed anywhere. They're located in the East Indies. And within the last six months, we sold them 2,000 copies of the History of Renaissance Art at $100 each. That's right. But those 2,000 copies haven't been moved out of the warehouse yet. They haven't? We have the receipts for their delivery, but the books are still here. I'm sure there must be a mistake. We have a large group of canceled checks here made out to cash. Well, sure. Every now and then we have to... It adds up to thousands of dollars. Why were so many checks made out to cash? Once again, that was... That was Robbie's department. Why didn't you go home with Robbie that night? I told you. Did you know something was going to happen to him? Sally, you're my own sister. You didn't answer the question. There isn't any answer. Yes, there is. You and Robbie... You came into a large sum of money illegally. Do you know what you're saying? Yes. You covered it up with a phony sale of books. Then you had to get rid of some of the money, and you wrote checks to cash. You were washing this money for somebody, weren't you? No. Why was Robbie so upset by the word chip? I don't know. You do. Today's computer circuits are printed on tiny silicone chips. Sometimes in the manufacture... A minute error is made. The chip works, but not quite the way it was designed to. These faulty chips are supposed to be destroyed. What's all this to me? These chips are so expensive that unscrupulous people will sell them anyhow. But it's illegal. And these people are criminals. And they have to have their money laundered. And you... And Robbie will persuade you to do it. It isn't true. Poor Robbie. The business was going down the drain. He was tempted. But his conscience was killing him. He knew what damage a faulty computer circuit could do. And so he decided to go to the police. He told you about it. And you told someone else. Is that why Robbie was killed? I don't know what you are talking about. You're lying, Eddie. 
I'm your sister. I can always tell when you're lying. Answer the phone. Let it ring. It could be important. Sir, tell me. Why didn't you go home with Robbie that night? Hello. Mr. Kincaid, it is imperative that you come to my office. But... I have to go somewhere. I'll be right back. Unless you're willing to tell me the truth. You don't have to come back at all. Please, Sally. Why didn't you ride home with Robbie that night? Why? Well, Mr. Kincaid, please sit. We have to complete our little deal. I have here the gun which killed Mr. Baxter. It uh, requires your fingerprints. I won't do it. But we made a bargain. I don't care. But it's only right. You did kill him. You used someone else's hand. That's all. What's just is just. Besides, Give us your fingerprints. My associates will take it very hard. But the situation has changed. In what way? My sister. She knows. What does she know? Everything. How does she know? She figured it out. A brilliant woman. What do you mean? Unfortunate. Nothing. Are, are you saying my sister could get into trouble? Mr. Kincaid, this does not concern you. If it concerns my sister, it concerns me. You are a minor cog in this machine. You shall go which way you're driven. You are in no position to make deals or strike bargains. You are required now. To place your fingerprints on this revolver. Please pick it up. That's good. Now, put it down. First, tell me, can anything happen to my sister? <laughs> no, no, of course not. That's a lie. Laughed like that when you spoke about Robbie. Can anything happen to my sister? I know. I won't let you. I'll kill you first. Mr. Kincaid, I. I misjudged you. I misjudged you. again, each was more serious than the one before. But he'll get out of this one, too, after a few years. 
and she'll forgive him. There are women like that. I'll be back shortly. path of empire, says the old poem, westward across plains and rivers and deserts and mountains. But now, no more. Now the path of empire, of commerce, of industry, even of war, runs in a minute diagram across a tiny silicone chip. The age of the semiconductor is upon us. And we don't even know what it is, most of us. All we can do is hope that it works. It does. Most of the time. Our cast included Don Scardino, Valika Gray, Bob Caliban, and Bernard Grant. The entire production was under the direction of Hyman Brown. And now, a preview of our next tale. You will be haunted by three spirits. That is the hope you mentioned? It is. Uh, I, I, I think I'd rather not. Without their pieces. You have no hope but to shun the path I tread. Expect the first tomorrow, when the bell tolls one. But couldn't I take them all at once and have it over? Expect the second on the next night at the same hour. The third, when the last group of twelve has ceased to vibrate on your mantle clock. And for you.